you are listening to Regular Expression. As this show contains fine, upstanding and wholesome folk thinking on their feet, sometimes the content strays into crass and sometimes deplorable filth. As such, the views expressed herein may well belong to nobody, especially the person espousing them. Prepare thyself. straight after that gorgeous theme tune thank you safe state corrupted oh man i am ready for this so going straight into it joining us in the black corner is the fig bat diggernick cj williams hello boy oh why is this about kfc not delivering fuck kfc man they make me a rage they don't even deliver to my local neighborhood why they not is my neighbourhood not urban enough for KFC to deliver to me? What's going on? You need to commit more drive-bys or something. That's what it's going to be. You know, like... No, nah, we, we need to move a footlocker in. That's how you know that you <laughs> That's when you know the neighbourhood's completely gone. <laughs> yeah, sure. There goes the neighbourhood. There's a footlocker in here now. Oh. And joining us in the red corner is our own Apollo Justice. Without the weird incestuous bits, I think. Isn't, he, isn't, isn't Apollo Justice black? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's some shade of not white about these. <laughs> Nick is a liar. Black and everything that's not white. Nick is a liar. He's not black, which means I, what what we're doing here must be legal. Uh, and it's his birthday. Hello, Nick. Hello, hello, gentlemen. How are you? <laughs> Fucking drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and also in the pink fluffy unicorn with a brown and crimson streak running out of its rear end corner is top gay Tanner Gregory. Uh, Tanner, you're the crimson top gay on our show too. Unicorn? <laughs> Fuck you! First of all, this is, I don't know over in the Queensland what your fairies look like, but over here we have some dignity in the land of freedom. Well, here in the land of Queens, our fairies are far, 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 well, just very effeminate, basically. When you, like, multiply queen by fairy, it's just, you know, pixie dust and sprinkles all the fucking way. There's a time and a place for a fairy, let me tell you. It's <laughs> a true king to be able to lead them. <laughs> and uh, as he said that, Tanner gestured at his crown. And uh, also joining me today is my own Jurassic... I can't even say this. My own Jurassic Jiminy Cricket, Dan Scott. I was there to fill in the blanks in my memory and compensate for my drunken disorganisation. Happy to be of service as always. So I'm going to make you guys do a warm-up. This week's theme is Los Angeles is on fire. Let's blank. So the point of this is so you get a small feel for how the stories go and shit. Uh, you only need to say a few sentences, uh, and I'm going to get you each to say like a little burst of a story. And it's just to illustrate the rules to the fucking plebs, like Tanner, that haven't listened to this. You call me a pleb, I call myself fresh. It's really kind of back and forth. Maybe it's a language difference. Yeah, I think it's just the difference between like American and British English, isn't it? It's 
It's a cultural difference, if anything. If anything. Exactly, but you know, we are better than you, so it's still fine. It's okay. Well, well, you know, you, you won the fucking war, so... And then you saved our asses in World War Two, Our asses, as some yeah, people might say. True. And... and won. And World War One. Uh, don't, uh... <laughs> we can't wait to the don't party try and take one. away well, from let, our victory. Let's wait until Trump starts World War Three, and then we'll see where we come up in this. Because it's been a few <laughs> years, we've got nukes and stuff now. Something magical might happen. How long does the World War last these days? Like 20 minutes or something like that? Like you just bomb them and they surrender straight I think there. it's all just fought with Bitcoin now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, I did post up about something being a very cheap price on Steam and someone asked me what's a pound and I was like, it's just... Just no. <laughs> just no. In this, in this world of, of currency aficionados, uh, a pound is still a pound and a pounding is still a pounding. The world's <clears> shit <throat> is cryptocurrency. You haven't even bought me a drink yet, my lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should I should be careful about going and dry. <laughs> no need to be careful. So for the warm up, the prompt is build the wall by Alex. CJ, can you start with build the wall? It's not timed or anything, don't worry. Holy shit, we need a fucking wall. I don't know what's coming over here, but there's too much of it. I'm not sure what they look like. They all look a bit interesting. A lot of them seem to be hoods with question marks for faces, and we can't have them here. I'm not sure what they are, but they need documentation, and the documentation they need is to get back over that wall that we create once we put it up straight up. It could be a picket fence. It could be a four-foot-thick four frigging concrete wall. Doesn't matter. Throw them over. Get the trebuchets and put them in them. Nice one, nice one. Okay, Nick. Pick that up, trebuchets, walls. Okay, so so as as we're loading them into trebuchets, uh, they're all protesting in some sort of some sort of gibberish. No one no one really cares, uh, because I'm pretty sure they're Scotsmen. And we're <laughs> launching them. We're launching them over the northern wall back to Scotland. And uh, kilts are flying. They're flying open and it's 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 almost embarrassing, except there's something magical about seeing the testicular flapping as they <laughs> go through. And, and there's my daughter. <laughs> oh. okay. Well done, Daddy. Well done. <laughs> Can you please um, go out of my office and close my door again? Thank you. So, just... Just for argument's sake. Happy Just birthday, Daddy. Okay. Not um, all crowns look the same. Hopefully yeah, your she, daughter she, did not hear the phrase testicular did. flapping. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely she did. Yeah, but I, I, I don't think she understood it, but... Uh... <laughs> it just sounded like lawyer speak, didn't it? It's, it's fine. <laughs> Here we go. It's just My, technical. Uh, birthday cake, Matt. And so from testicular flapping, what do you say to that, Tanner? Well, because of all the testicular flapping, I was actually summoned to the, to the land, uh, to, up to the wall. I magically just appeared due to all the testicular flapping. Now, and as they're flying over the wall, I just laugh and I laugh to myself because I think, what a fucking shame. All that prowess going away. All those dirty, dirty immigrants back to where they were. <laughs> <laughs> And in that moment, I decide that perhaps, maybe, as I see their asses flying over the wall, that it's time I play. I plan a royal visit to their kingdom. Hey, that's good. So, do you all get a feel for how this game works? 
Not gonna lie, CJ was talking and it was in one ear and out the other, and then I realized that we were playing a game when Nick started speaking, and I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> All right, now I gotta pay attention. I, I got it. I got it now. Ha ha halfway through Nick speaking, his daughter showing up. I realized what was happening. Uh, I guess I should shut down Facebook and actually pay attention. Uh, let's have a look then. So I've uh, warmed you up. Hmm. So I guess it's uh, time to play regular expression. Mm, yeah. Round one. So I've got a, a fucking whiteboard here. That's not a racial thing, CJ. Um, and it's got oh, a number. <laughs> and it's uh, got some numbers on it. One, two, and three. And CJ, like you're first in the alphabet. So w which number? From these, do you pick? I'm gonna go with three this time. Three. Now, CJ, I know you've never been on this podcast before, and I don't know if you know that I have an affinity for the number three, and that's because if you turn the number three this way, it looks like a butt. <laughs> or parrotits. <laughs> what an awful butt, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that saggy slack <laughs> butt. <laughs> <laughs> I would not even let that butt in my cord. <laughs> Just to you can imagine the contents falling out of that butt. Sideways. And it looks like it's been well excavated. <laughs> it's it's been worked on, hasn't it? There's there's been some work going in there. Some digging. You might as well call it. You might as well call it the Dead Sea. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to part it. Good heavens. <laughs> Heavily mined for reasons. That's already claimed land that nobody wants to go into. Oh God! No flag is being struck there. <laughs> <laughs> so your prompt is have a big gay pile on by Leslie, the dirty bitch. I'm setting off now. Five, four, three, two, one. Fucking hell, we're going. So I was at Road Rage Chicago, and uh, we went and we saw, we probably saw a show called The Dick Show. It was interesting. There was love letters and shit. So uh, afterwards, we all went to a party. I was told that there were people of a furry origin, never seen furries before, never known what they did. So I just jumped into me dragon onesie and just carried on. Thought it'd be a decent gag. Turn up to this event. Everyone seems to be wearing suits. My shtick. Gone. In an instant. So I start to uh, I start to communicate with these people. They seem all right. They seem kind of naughty, but uh, they have lots of dirty jokes, and they lead me to a specific room. I walk into this room, and it's essentially some sort of how can I say this Roman painting? If there's bodies and and dudes just writhing around on each other, and before you know it, my hand gets grabbed, and I get pulled into this, and I'm now I'm now stuck between two dudes. No way out. It's a bit like Louis C.K. has locked the door. I look over and Harvey Weinstein's going at it with like Denzel, Denzel Washington. Never saw a scene like this in my life. Thought it was a nightmare. Well, uh, I was pretty much convinced to do a few things that were unquestionable at the uh, at this furry convention it, it turns out to be. Turns out that furries, they enjoy various forms of, uh, how can I say this? battery-powered toys of different sizes. Some look like fists, others look like really curved, like, doorknobs. And they were sticking in each other here and there, and there was lots of... there was lots of ass-to-mouth. I never knew what that phrase meant, but I seriously could understand what it meant in this situation. After uh, getting involved and doing things that my mother would definitely, definitely disapprove of, Ooh, ten years ago, she's probably more accepting now. I uh, tried to clean myself up, and then I walk into another room. 
in this room turns out to be another massive pylon. Not sure what to do next though, so I continue. So fucking CJ at an RJ. Uh, Nick's got to pick this up. Uh, are you ready, son? I, I wouldn't suppose. I wonder what <laughs> we're going to see in the next room. Oh, uh, what what's in this next room? <laughs> Five, Five, four, four three, three, two, two one. one. We're fucking going. So I'm I'm in Orgy Two, the sequel, and and I'm I'm frozen in place not because it's cold not because not because of terror but simply the sheer amount of lube that is on the floor has made it dangerous to walk it is it is dangerous and i fear that if i take even one step i will be on the ground under a pile of of sweat and sinew and i will be unable to escape so i stand petrified at the door until a man comes from behind me because there are only men let's be clear and shoves me towards the pile and I am slipping and I'm sliding but moving inexorably towards this mass mass of masculinity if it can be called such and I collide I collide with wet flappy bodies that are writhing and slithering in, in ecstasy and some in agony those those are the bottoms who are unwilling but everyone is willing Everyone is willing in this room, but not I, not today, not at this time, because I have just done questionable things. I can do no more. I'm worn out. I am the three. I am the three at this point, and my, my buttocks are sagging, and they have been thoroughly pillaged. So I must move on. So I must move on. I, I managed to get my arms underneath me, and... And thankfully, in my my uh, dragon onesie, I have I have some grip as there are some unlubricated parts, and I plant my hands firmly into the firm buttocks of the man in front of me, and I push I push my way back towards the first room, and as I am sliding, sliding legs in front of me, moving backwards, I am stopped. Five, Five, four, four three, 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 two, two. Well, all of us out of time. One. <laughs> As I look out upon the room, I notice that the strange new face, unfamiliar to my own, is starting to leave the room. One of my bodyguards stops him at the door, and I start to think, now that's an ass that I don't recognize. As the top gay, it is my job to know every ass and have them cataloged. And so I look to myself as a stranger. I get up from my throne made entirely of rubies and asses and I go and I and I I continue to follow this strange person as he leaves the corridor. Now, as king, I usually don't follow. They usually come to me. So it excites me a little bit. And as I follow him back into it looks like he's clutching for any kind of support from the wall. Clearly this man did not know what he was getting himself into. He falls and collapses back into the first room. And I think to myself, oh, you poor, poor son of a bitch. I grab my henchmen who grab him and, and miles and miles away he awakes in the basement. And not quite sure what's happening, I sit down with a drink in hand, a scepter in another and a crown. And I think, my God, what is he thinking? What has he experienced in the last 48 hours? 
And then I just laugh and I laugh as the terror comes into his eyes, not quite realizing what's happening. And I asked the poor man, I said, who, who are you? How did you get here? What happened? And you can tell that he's not quite sure what he's going to say. And he, he just looks at me and starts crying, tears out of his eyes. And I think to myself, what beautiful, beautiful tears. What could have caused this, this horror in this young man's life? Clearly, he did not get the invitation. And I think to myself, that is a really good onesie, though. That is a very nice onesie. And I think to myself, where did he get that onesie? And that's the moment that I remove the onesie from his possession and leave the room, because really, that's the only thing I gave a fuck about this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you thief! <laughs> you left him naked. How, you just, how dare you mug CJ like that? That's terrible. <laughs> Round two. Uh, uh, what's the audience that gets to pick? Uh, I will pick. Yeah, number one. Number one. Great. Strap a dildo to a cat by Dan. Strap a dildo Strap to a, a cat. Dildo to a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Whoa. Oh. I didn't realize the show is just all debauchery. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you should have listened. <laughs> you think too highly of us. It's like you've never spoke uh, to us before, or something. Uh, okay, we're five, four, four three, three, two, two one. Something just one. fell over. So I'm, I'm sitting in my office and uh, pulling a long drag off a of parliament. And, and in she walks, in she walks, the tallest, longest-legged, pointy, Swedish lady I've ever seen. She walks into my office, she's got a bag and a trench coat, and I think, I think this afternoon might be interesting, but I had no idea, I had no idea just how interesting it would be at the time. She walks in, she sits down, the bag is on her lap, and the bag is, the bag is squirming. I'm not sure why. But uh, she, she asks me, she asks me if I handle these sort of things, and I said, well, well, ma'am, uh, it depends what we're talking about, because <laughs> you, you haven't actually prefaced that statement, so let's, uh, let's see what sort of things I can handle, if you, if you know what I mean. If you'd like to take your coat off and get a little more comfortable, I'd be okay with that. She pulls her hands up to the top button, unbuttons her, unbuttons her coat, one sensuous button at a time and underneath it is is just a plain uh, sweater and some jeans it was much less exciting than I anticipated and she says no uh, sorry not not that uh, I, I meant I meant can you handle this pussy and immediately I'm back I'm back just to where I was a moment ago and she unzips the bag and out comes this cat this 20 pound mammoth of a cat and strapped to it is the wiggliest of dildos that I've ever seen. Non-motorized but flapping freely and and I, I just I just don't know what to do but she lets it down. She lets it down in my office and it immediately runs off so now now I'm on the chase because she looks at me and says <laughs> Sorry, that was that was a that was a dick move. I apologize. <laughs> the words escaped her mouth, and I I wasn't quite sure what she said. And I said, "Can you repeat that?" And she looked me dead in the eye, 
as any as an alcoholic looking at a drink and said game on just frightened i didn't know what to do i i i started to think to myself how did i get to this point how did this pointy chicked be beautiful swedish woman end up here in my room in my office of law asking me to to god I, no, I don't even fucking know game on what the fuck is she even talking about the cat starts to run around the office and i i can clearly tell that she's not kidding and so he starts jumping on all my sensitive client information and starts to defecate and i go no no get out of my office so i start chasing this cat this pussy as the swedish pointed broad has described and as he's running all around the office, I noticed the, the large purple sparkly dildo that has been strapped to its back is flinging around, knocking over all of my beautiful memorabilia, my Warhammer, my random uh, holographic performers, and I, and I start chasing it, trying to get it out of my office, and the cat looks at me, at one point I finally grab the cat, and I... I look at, I try to decide what in the hell am I going to do with this cat? The girl by now is completely gone. I have no idea where she is. She's roaming through my house somewhere. The door has been flung open. And so I start to exit the room with this cat struggling in my hands. Meanwhile, getting slapped in the face with this giant purple dildo. And I start thinking to myself, how in the world do the gays do this? I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway, I start to run out into the hallway, and right as I come around the corner... <laughs> Some really good hands handoffs here. What the fuck? <laughs> I like the dirty play here being played on each of them. <laughs> Everything's a contest. Five, Five four, four, three, three two, two, one. one. Oh, shit, I dropped my pen. Okay, so as I'm... Um, Walking around the corner, holding both a dildo and a pussy, ironically, uh, I bump into one of my work colleagues, who then asks the question, what the fuck is that strapped to the cat? I turn around and say, some Swedish chick came into my office and dropped this cat. He says to me, well, we need to take it to the animal shelter. So, we attempt to take a look and see if we can get this to an animal shelter, get it rehomed nicely. Unfortunately, by the time we get to the animal shelter, they don't want to take it. They've heard stories about this cat. It appears the dildo has been literally super glued to the cat's skin, and the owner didn't want any ownership of a dildo-attached cat. Not sure where the dildo come from, where it has penetrated, what's it been doing, but it's literally just stuck to the cat's junk. The cat then jumps and runs free. Dildo swinging away as it flies, as it, as it flies, it flies off down the street. It just disappears around and. We look deep into the night, and then reports start to surface of a glow-in-the-dark purple rod disappearing into alleyways. The morning afterwards, silence, nothing, I'm free of the cat. Until everywhere you go, there's uh, cats walking on their front two paws everywhere. Apparently this cat's been on a bit of a rampage. The cat unfortunately made it to the zoo. After wriggling through the gates, it appears that the cat was then accosted by a large gorilla. Unfortunately, the cat spends most of its time as a prisoner now in the gorilla's cave in the, in the little encampment, and 
it's safe to say that that gorilla is now abusing that cat on a regular basis. I'm not too sure how this cat, this 20 pound cat, is able to withstand the pelvic thrusts of a female gorilla at, <laughs> at all times of the day as it's mating season <laughs> with no insemination. Uh, I just want to assert that no animals were harmed in the making of this podcast, unless you count CJ as an animal, which some people in the South do. You don't get a choice, Tanner, I'm afraid. You number no two. consent. And I just dropped it oh, on the floor as well. You dropped your number two on the floor? Holy shit. <laughs> it's not the first the time today, though. It's not the first time today. You've missed the bathroom by quite a bit when you dropped that number two. What pretty flowers you have. Story of my life. Story of my life. And this is Release the Beast by Lindsay. Who? Release the Beast? Yeah. Uh, Five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one. one. Oh, shit. Charles was droning on about whatever the fuck he does. And as I said on the conference call at work, and I... I'd take a look around the room staring at a bunch of old white dudes and I started thinking to myself, what the fuck? How did, how did I end up here in another boring Tuesday conference call? And if by, as if my prayers in that moment have been answered, I started to feel a swelling down below and realized it's, it's definitely time to go release the beast. And as I look around, I start to think, how do I take care of this? I'm not. I'm at work. I can't just whip it out underneath the desk and and take care of my business. And I can't really leave the conference call because I'm told that it's important for some godforsaken reason. And so I look over at the only person in the room who outranks me, and I think to my and I I, I think how can I convince him across the board that I need to leave without without interrupting the conversations because like I said Charles is droning on and on about Northwest sales and VP regional this and our quarterly numbers that and just utter utter bullshit and truthfully I stopped listening about 15 seconds ago so I don't know where we're at anyway and so I, I try to get his attention and I realized oh wait I'm in the land of freedom and in the land of freedom it's the 21st century where I have technology that can do this job for me. So I simply I simply do a quick Google image search of, of the porcelain throne in which I'm about to adorn. And I, I take that picture and I send a quick text. I send a quick text to, to who I thought was my boss in the room. Come to find out that's not where that text landed. No, I sent a picture of the porcelain throne, unfortunately, to... Oh, wow. Oh. Uh, who's next, Dan? It's me, I believe. CJ. Oh, yeah, Alpha. Yep, yep. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Five, Five, four, four three, three, two, two one. one. <laughs> so, unfortunately, it turns out the message that I sent of the porcelain throne was, in fact, to Jenny from the sales department. A slightly unkept girl, but with a scandalous nature, Jenny rushed straight to the office. She kicked open the door, pretty much. Everyone looked at her and she goes, I'm going to need him for a few moments. I've got something really important to tell him. And I looked up and I was like, 
okay so i left this was my chance to get to the porcelain throne she takes me over to the porcelain throne and says quick i'll cover for you go in i go into the porcelain throne and i'm about to release the beast it's been a while i'll probably end up destroying this entire public restroom but minutes later i've just got started and she comes back in what she's doing inside the toilet i have no idea but then again, she does turn around and say to me that this is the transgender bathroom and that nobody will bother us. Then she locks the door. And I'm like, wholly unprepared for what might go on here. And she goes, What if Hillary became president? And I said, Well, what if Hillary became president? The land will burn, the seas will boil, and birds will fly out the sky, cats will be sleeping with dogs. And then she goes, no, we'll get to play the Clintons. And then she started to take control and she ripped down my pantaloons, which unfortunately, because I needed to release the beast I was slightly prepped for, I don't have a defence in court for a situation in which I am hard without, uh, <laughs> without, without any prior reason. And she starts to play the Clinton game as she pretty much reenacts a Monica Lewinsky-style incident and she asks me to call her Monica, not Jenny. And she starts to massage and wash a pole in ways I've never seen before. It's captivating. Oh, <laughs> I'm giving Mike a little twat here. This is amazing. <laughs> uh, you ready, Nick? I wonder how the Duke boys are going to get on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Five, four, four, three, three two. two. One. So she's she's working. She's working overtime, if you know what I mean. And uh, and I'm I'm starting to I'm starting to feel the beast arise in in its truest form when when she stops and she says, "Why aren't you Why aren't you calling me Monica?" He said, "Well, because I I just don't remember names, and I, I I'm sorry. I I can't." I can't play this game when I, when I'm introduced to someone. I hear my own name. I, I don't even remember what you want me to call you. And she says Monica again. I said what? I, I'm sorry. What? What name are you referring to? And she says Monica. Call me Monica. And then she pulls a knife. And this I was unprepared for. And she puts the knife at the, at the base of my, my still, still still rock hard masculinity and she says you will you will remember me you will remember me as monica and i said yes yes ma'am i will yes ma'am monica please please by all means finish what you started finish what you started and she gets back she gets back to it and she's got this technique she's got a hand there are lips there's a knife things are things are dangerous and things are exciting and stimulating and and Lo and behold, I realize that that there's another beast that is not arising but descending at the same time, and this this porcelain throne incident is becoming becoming much more interesting, and and at the culmination of of ecstasy and fear and fear fear has gripped me thoroughly, and I unleash both beasts simultaneously in a disgusting ecstatic orgy of of wonder and an experience and and at that moment when things have finally settled down she said what's my name 
Also, on top of that, like, did, did doesn't that technically mean she blew the soul out of you because yes. you voided your battle? <laughs> 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 the body in its last fit of rage voided all Hashtag life goals. <laughs> and now we have the regular expression post-mortem. Holy oh, fucking God. shit. Alright, Dad, I hope oh, you're keeping notes great. because I stopped keeping notes ages ago. So this so, is a... Mike, Mike, are you wanting to go ahead with you taking the lead and me then coming in with uh, my post-mortem? Or do you just want me to go to town on this? Uh, right, so the first one was... Have a gig, uh, a gig pay pile on? No, have a big gay pile on by Leslie. Um, and it started with a, a dick show sort of thing going on. Uh, go on, Dan, because I need you to take over. This is why you're my Jiminy Cricket. Come on. Right, okay. So, we started off with um, what seemed to be the um, controversy in America of lots of um, rich stars turning out to be involved in a bit of sexual exploitation. All in one place, really, you know, because we had... what well, One note I had was Weinstein on Denzel Washington, which, thank you for that, Siege. That's now going to be um, seared into my memory for from now on. Um, oh, of Weinstein going to town on Denzel Washington. Um, <laughs> and also, apparently, well lots of ass-to-mouth... <laughs> What's the last time which you which you weren't quite aware of before? You were like going. I didn't, I I didn't know. my notes. Ass to mouth. It's a different kind of ATM machine because no card details would. It's that kind of situation. So you, you you were just you were just surprised in this story. You couldn't you couldn't you couldn't believe it. It's the first time you're witnessing ass to mouth. Which went, squint, went swiftly on to Nick. Which I've got to say, Nick, every story you've been on. You've got a certain noir style. I expect it to be like a detective's <laughs> noir every time. Like, I was sitting in my office and then they came in. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, that. So, we, so we started with Orgy 2, the sequel. <laughs> As we slid yeah, into the next room of the Orgy. <laughs> And and you and I love that you're frozen via your surroundings of of, of lube caking the floor. <laughs> no, the, the sheer lube. Wrong. The sheer hey, lube caking look, the floor. Just, just because just because you thought it was lube, right, doesn't necessarily mean it was all lube. <laughs> it was lube. I'm sticking with that story for the rest of my life. There was no other fluid. I can I can tell you near me. I can oh. tell you now, Nick, everything you say on this show sticks with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it becomes somewhat ashamed and proud at the same time. Apparently um, his ass was gaping open as he described <laughs> at one point. Like a number three. <laughs> so, he, he, he was somewhat um, scared by what he described as the massive masculinity. If you can call it that. I love that if you can call it that, I'm just like going... Uh, can we call it that? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> you can possibly call it that. Uh, you don't necessarily have to be uh, PG rated. There were a no turn of phrase there as well. Sorry, see. Um, um, there, there was the sweat and the sinew as well. That was just fucking gorgeous. Yeah, sweat and sinew. <laughs> and 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 then it got a bit like badass, like an action movie of like, not I, not today. <laughs> <laughs> and and then. Not again. <laughs> yeah. um, and also, how I love, I love the, we do love callbacks on this show, so I love the, I am the three, my buttocks are sagging. I've got to love when you do callbacks <laughs> to 
Sure, sure memes, which definitely is the meme is three is a butt. <laughs> I don't know. What so you mean. then we went... someone explain that to me. I don't <laughs> get it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a it's like a freeway. There's the... always going to be some sort of ass pay that you the... wasn't really asking for. Like that's how freeways work. Like well, <clears throat> depending on how many, it doesn't matter. Let's go. So, so, so Mike, you don't, you don't know that three's your favourite number on this show, then? No, eh? I've got no idea. Magic number. No idea, right? Fair no. enough. Then I'll I'll go with that story just for the sake of going on and ripping the shit out of this. So <laughs> then we went on to time. I love that you went from a different angle with this, uh, that you checked with us if it was like a yeah, is it the same point of view or another point of view? And so you went with the other the other point of view, the um the king of this um gay pile on effectively <laughs> and the top gay always needs to clarify every ass that's in there um i've got to love that your throne was made of rubies and asses <laughs> i've got that written down here as well but th there's got to be some pain involved in where the rubies and asses meet <laughs> no, no 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 there it's a it's an entire throne built out of rubies that are shaped like asses Oh, oh. Well, we're, we're developing the story after the fact now. If you look at the throne, it, it, it's shaped like one giant ass, and there's just me sitting on it. Sitting look atop it, and it's made of ruby. Look at my crown. I do need to ask you though, where are you sat on this? Like, is it in the middle of the buttocks, like in the in the ruby crack? Sort <laughs> exactly. of in the cleft oh, of the oh, buttocks. Oh, oh, like on one single buttock for the absolute cushion. I don't know how a ruby. You never know. Butt it could works. be leg cushions for the rest of the legs, like the, the two cheeks. Yeah, we'll see. If you look at if you look at the rubies on my crown, they're actually shaped like little butts. One thing I do need to know about the butt the butt throne. You know the butt throne. Is there a hole in the center that also doubles as a toilet, so you never have to get up? Like a commode. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like. Well, right that's what you mean when you said butt like... throne is a commode, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a nice little. It's got a nice little bidet set up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, our running thing for this show is basically the porcelain throne. We, we've 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 had the first and last story meet once again, like last time. But I mean, one last thing I wanted to bring up from round one was um, that effectively just ended in you stealing his onesie. That was your. Leaves him naked, nothing else. You just take his dragon onesie same, and you're out of there. As, same as the pre-roll, I told you he was undressing me. I told you. <laughs> so, Mike, do you just want me to continue going to town on this, or do you want to come in or shall I just do it last time and, and, and take over of the post-mortem? Yeah, you'll have to keep taking over because I, I, I don't think I've got my notes here, actually. Hang on, let's see. Uh... <laughs> Your notes just went... To yeah, hell. yeah. I, my my notes don't even make sense beyond this point. So yeah, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I'll go with it. I loved round two because it was my suggestion. So strap a dildo to a cat. Um, don't ask me why. <laughs> so we started. With like it. I said, like I said earlier, um, it's your solution to everything. That's why. Fair enough. Right. <laughs> so. Nick, this was when I spotted, you know, our star, because you had the first, which was the first time I was hearing you um, do a story. So the second time, I realised your no our style was just fucking brilliant. Um, <laughs> I love what we've got. We've got we've got a love on this show for for pointy ladies, because <laughs> last last time we had pointy ladies, and, and again we've got uh, the tallest pointy Swedish lady. Um, I, lo I love the um, the um, anti-climax of her undo undoing each button of her large coat to just reveal her wearing a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> just does a total letdown, but then just bringing out the £20 mammoth cat with, quote, the wiggliest dildo. <laughs> 
<laughs> like when I suggested strap a dildo to a cat, I never imagined it going this far. But hey. I, sort of, I get callbacks to a certain episode of TDS where uh, floppy comedy dildos were involved. Yeah, and that, that's straight away I was like. This person must be listening to TDS. There's, there's no way. There is no way you were not listening to TDS. Well, that was. That was I was like, oh shit! Really? Okay. In my mind, I think all dildos can be comedy dildos as long as they've got a good wiggle to it. They need to have one vacuum base because when you slap it on a table, you gotta have that. Exactly. You, you exactly. Gotta, you, you gotta make sure that it's flexible, but it's not completely stiff, so it can't be one of them little straight ones. It has to be like a longish one with some sort of jelly core. With some sort it. of purchase to it, you know. Yeah, yeah it's like well, uh... enough to keep it up, but enough to make sure that it swivels and it, it's like a well, door stop. I'll just show you. I'll just show you. So, yeah, we went swiftly on to Tanner, and I realised something that I love about this show is that whoever starts it is sort of fucked because they become the person telling the story wherever it gets to. I realised this back when I did my first time on the show where it was a case of, um, I think I'd started with Shit With Sugar On, and I just found it hilarious how from then on it was like, yeah, we're at Dan's house eating shit, and it's Dan eating shit. I'm thinking, fucking lovely. <laughs> so in this one, we were constantly in Nick's office with a, with a cat with a strap on. Um, or dildo, but you know, it was a strap on by the end. So I love that it was. So, first quote I've got is dead in the eye, like an alcoholic looking at a drink and said, Get him on. That was so complete. I had to capture it full. So, I'm thinking, I'm getting behind on the story, but I need to capture this full quote. Uh, I love that we got <laughs> more definition. Be the episode title, <laughs> possibly. I love that we got some more definition of what the dildo looked like. So it was purple, sparkly, um, <laughs> and it was wrecking Nick's room. <laughs> the girl fucked off. We don't know where the fuck she's gone at this Yeah, she, point. Like, she disappeared. She's just <laughs> she um, we've got slapped in the face with the dildo, and we had... T- Tana, you were, you were the only person that could say this, and it was the best, like, funny comment was, how do the gays do this? It's just like, <laughs> from you, it's just... Thanks from from the from the top gear. How do the gays do this? Uh... Um, which we move swiftly onto siege. Um... <laughs> but, 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 but this this cat somehow became a legend that they've heard stories about this cat. <laughs> I, li- I like this cat's been around enough time to actually get some, um, some controversy, some 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 hearsay. People have seen this cat going around, and also extra definition: the dick now goes in the dark. <laughs> it's a glow in the dark purple rod. Brilliant! It glows in the did, dark did you, as well. Did you capture? Did you capture the fact that the cat was running, oh, up, destroying other cats? <laughs> you know what? All I'm cats, walk, many cats walking around just on their front two paws purely because of what these cats <laughs> Oh yeah! <laughs> no, you, you, had a, you had a cat on cat slaughter, um, and then uh, it leveled up to the didn't leveled up to the zoo after dominating. The <laughs> yeah, the level up to the. Good- You know what? I nearly said I was nearly said just gorilla when trying to say zoo because the next note I have is gorilla abusing the cat because what we had effectively was yeah it being it wiggling its way into the gorilla enclosure and uh, and it somehow resists some sometimes surviving the pelvic thrust of a female gorilla, which means at that point I couldn't say harambe anymore. But you know, so um. Yeah, I mean, uh, this, uh, I had to make one note at the end of this, which is I love that at, at this round two, everyone gets in the rhythm of fucking each other over, just like, <laughs> every round ended, 
everyone leaving each other to some kind of like, yeah, deal with that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> There were a lot of that in this one. There were a lot of that where people just <laughs> left it. it. And it's, Lemo, it's the thing is, it's like Monopoly. It starts nice, civil, and friendly, and then it starts <laughs> getting a little bit cutthroaty towards round two, round three. Yeah, it's it like, just takes a small yeah. turn. That's why I like Monopoly. It's like just fuck you, the game. <laughs> That's why I love oh, it. Oh yeah, because you get the warm up where everyone's be warm up because everyone's kind of like, oh yeah, fair enough. That's how it works. Round one is the real warm up because then in round two, everyone goes to fucking town on each other. Oh, yeah. A bit like the story of round one. Regular expression. It's like Monopoly, but you're still friends afterwards. You don't get angry because everyone's kind of either trashed or just happy with the situation. Typical. Oh. So, lads, yeah. I'm going to call it back to um, round three. <laughs> releasing the beast um so we started off with um tana it it, it seemed it seemed like you were really struggling through this um this this meeting at work listening to charles he was he was boring you so much you needed to jerk off it's interesting though that you know you get so bored you get horny i, I, I like that's where your mind goes um sometimes to get through it my man Sometimes you just need to do that. So um, well, that's the thing. Like thought. professional is not the state of mind that you're in. You have to go to work and you have to try and be professional. And as it scales back and you start becoming yourself, yeah, you would get more horny because that's just your <laughs> oh, default state. Okay, guys, okay, okay. What is what is the definition of professional? Are you you get paid? All base no, denying all base urges. Denying all base urges in order to get paid. If you act naturally at work, what's going to happen? You're probably going to get fired. I think it's it goes more... further than that. I think it's, it's simply... Go on, sorry. Oh, it's, I was going to say, it's more of the fact that I'm listening to Charles talking, and I can't imagine listening to one more word come out of his mouth, so instead I'll just put my penis in his mouth just to shut him the fuck up. <laughs> oh, you didn't get to that! You should have... Oh, if only we got went in that direction. If only I know, that that was, you know, I know, but then I was afraid that CJ was going to have to start a story with a dick in his mouth, and I thought... Oh, you, <laughs> you should! On this oh. show, you totally should! You totally should! You totally should! Just the sounds of a dick in his mouth. That would have been brilliant. Uh... You, you got in the spirit of that in round two. Anyways, um, so you thought it's the 21st century. So you've you've got to you've got to you've got to like do something about it. So you try and text the what I have in quotation marks the boss um, a picture of the porcelain throne, but you left it well up for siege. That it wasn't actually the boss that you text. It was, actually went to um, Ginny from Sales, who I also <laughs> have in quotation marks is known for being unkempt. Although <laughs> uh... <laughs> CJ said unkept, <laughs> unkempt, that unkempt. She's a dirty lay, but it's like because. So why do I remember that? If you have, if you have a okay, if someone really hot and pointy comes up to you then you'll probably, you'd accept it. Whatever is offered in the toilet, you'll accept it. If someone nasty comes your way, though, they're going to have to force it on you. Now, fair enough, take note that all consent was thrown out of the, out of the, whether the consent came from the fact that you sent them a picture of the toilet, like come to the toilets, or whether the consent was forced, right? I'll leave that for you guys to decide, right? or implied, right? Because the thing is, it's not like she asked. She just walked in and it's like, I'm not Jenny. <laughs> and you're like, what do you mean? I'm not Jenny. So, you know, when you sat there in court saying Jenny did horrible things to me in the toilet, that wasn't Jenny. Jenny's got yeah. split personality. It, it, it seems like you want to go a different direction with that story than you went. So, uh, wearing a blue dress. 
<laughs> maybe, maybe I didn't look. It was dark in there. Show on the bear where she touched you. Anyways, so um, she turns <laughs> up in the office, barges in, and covers for him. Just going right. I need him now. Takes him out, and then they end up. This is where it gets a bit weird because you have bits from the end of the story bleeding into the end, into the middle. So. I remember from the end that we ended up in the transgender toilets. That might have been this part two or part three. I think it came from part two. No, it's uh, it, was, it, was it was part two. two. It's part, it part two. two. It was he that. Hustles... It was that advanced yeah. story. It, it, it was an adventure. Yeah, to clear it up, she hustles me to the toilet, but I don't know which toilet it is. And then it ends up that we're in the transgender toilets, and it's no one's going to bother us in the transgender toilets, basically. So anyway. you've got to the point where you're thinking you 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 needing it so bad that you're probably going to destroy the throne. <laughs> that it's been that long and then she asked you the question what if hillary became president to then take you on to what is called the clinton game where she wants you to refer to her as monica as in monica Lewinsky, <laughs> and you want that, why would you call that the clinton go, game <laughs> Unless you're Bill because Clinton, was, I suppose. Because the quality was presidential. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the puns have played that deep. All about the layers. Um, so it was it was it was doing the moniker on the beast. Um, and I like that. It, then we move into next part of the story. The the the, be- the beast. It became a double. It became more than one meaning for the beast. So. Um, he, he he felt. Oh, I've got one quote here. Is the beast in its truest form? But all I got, all I got was in my head was Dragon Ball Z thoughts of just like this isn't even my final form. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just like, what's going to happen to this stick? Is it going to grow a tail all of a sudden and just going to have its power level shoot the fuck up? <laughs> Who the fuck knows? And and also Nick suddenly got struck with not being able to remember the name Monica. <laughs> so, oh, well, what's the name again? Monica. What's the name again? Monica. And then it goes from zero to 100 in the moment of her pulling out a knife on his dick. Which then asks well quickly. Um, Never a good situation. <laughs> and then it went so dark of, you will remember me. You will remember me as Monica. Which <laughs> is so fucking dark. <laughs> the idea of Monica Lewinsky going out, or some, or some wannabe Monica Lewinsky just going out, you will remember me as Monica while holding knives to men's genitals, you know. And and then then I love the second meaning of beast that another beast is descending. You you didn't even need to say what that beast was. We all knew. We all fucking dreaded it. You had an element of horror to this. Horror or pleasure, depending on your point of view. And and obviously the um the, the ending to this would be that um both beasts were unleashed simultaneously. What a picture to play out in the in the mind's eye there. And and then I just that it. end that end that end quote from her that I just, I just think had, had a good kind of like to, to what became a horror story or pleasure story <laughs> depending on your point of view and fetish uh, what's my name fucking hell <laughs> Monica Lewinsky done some it? weird shit <laughs> so that, that, that was that was um that was an adventure that's probably kind of fucked up my mind, but you know that's what this show does, and the service I do for this show now it seems. We, we, we all started scarred. We came into it. We scarred each other, and now we're gonna go away and ruin everybody else's lives. So, CJ, have you got anything to plug? Um, 
I've plugged enough tonight, but Jesus Christ, <laughs> I think we're gonna go. Haven't we all? Uh, any comments, queries, feedback, suggestions? Fourteen eighty-eight rated posts. Uh, send them all to figbatdn at gmail.com. That's f-i-g-b-a-t-d-n at gmail.com. I'll await some responses. And uh, you can also find me on Facebook under figbatdignick. Sweet. Okay, and Nick, anything to plug? Sure, I guess. You can check out uh, at uh, if you just search for Nick Ricada or Ricada Law. Uh, or you could uh, check me out on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash lawsplaining, where I uh, go through various legal topics and uh, really tear apart a certain Armenian's lawsuit. <laughs> okay, we, we, we can't go into it too much because we don't have $20 million between us. So... <laughs> We've, we've got to be calm. 20 pounds, yeah. Man, 20 pounds, yeah. But, uh, a million wolf now. Tana, what are you selling? Well, you can find me in the Facebook TDS group as Tanner Gregory, TDS Top Gay. Uh, you can also send me an email at tdstopgay at gmail.com for any uh, gay related really, issues. Is that really your email address? Do you Absolutely. Have... I'm not fucking <laughs> oh, around. This is serious business. Is only... A man is only as good as his word. I have a letterhead that has TDS Top Gay. I have business cards. All nine yards. Nice. And soon, hopefully, I will have a scepter to match my crown. But it's uh, in the works. It's work in progress. Will it be a What you need is a ro- ruby throne made, made to look like a book. <laughs> exactly. One day. You can also uh, check me out on episode 80 of The Dick Show. Yeah, that's that. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, that and, was the uh, first time I heard your voice, and I was just like, "Yep, that gear's mine. I'm having him." <laughs> when are the uh, calendars coming out, Tana? The calendars—they are hopefully going to be up for pre-order uh, this month. I'm still working that out with Dick. We have the calendars made. They—I'm um, just working it out with Dick so that we can get it up on the website. Because originally. They were going to be debuted at the Portland Road Rage. Yeah. But now we're talking about possibly doing pre-orders and having them on the website. So we're still trying to figure that all out. Well, let me know because I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy both. So Okay. (laughs) Perfect. You guys are going to enjoy them. They're pretty great. The the girls, I mean, naturally, men are better than women. So the men's calendar is far (laughs) superior to the women's. Yeah, but you would say that, wouldn't you? Well, let me just say, there's a... Just as a little bit of a teaser, there is one male individual who has recreated a famous photo. And, uh, well, my mind instantly that. goes to Buffalo Bill. So, is it some sort of, <laughs> is it some sort of is it some sort of shower beer? Possibly. I will not be answering any further questions on the matter. <laughs> right, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a cap on this then. And if you like the shit that I do for some reason, you can go to patreon.com forward slash show and a whole host of other social media links and you can follow all this crap that we're doing. And if you think you're cool or know anybody that is cool, like the people that we're on today, then just let me know if you want to be on because it's a good laugh. Is it a good laugh, boys? Oh yeah, it's a good laugh. I mean, yes. <laughs> yes, um, yes oh. absolutely. It's the most respectful, professional <laughs> establishment I've ever been a part of. I've just realised something I didn't say. I was told to say something during this podcast, and I've realised I've only just remembered at the end that I was supposed to say that I have Jon Snow's ass. <laughs> yes, better. Get, get in line. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Special shout out to the following funny characters Dan, Lindsay, Leslie, Craig, Al, and CJ. 
Without your bullshit on the Facebook group, we wouldn't have a show. So thank you. See you next Tuesday. Outro music. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> <laughs>